It's a film with three brains. 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 система ловушек, что ли. Но стоит тут появиться людям, как все здесь приходит в движение. Здесь исполнится ваше самое заветное желание. Самое выстроенное. Welcome to the film with three brains. I am Sean in Chicago. And this is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And I'm not ready, but it's Sam in San Francisco. Hey, not ready in Sam in San Francisco. That doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> apparently, I'm not ready either. <laughs> uh, listeners, you are ready. And we are going to talk about Stalker. It's a Russian art science fiction film from 1978. And, you know, if I didn't guess this going in, it is a 70s movie, so it is really long and slow. <laughs> I mean, I was ready for that, but I wasn't ready, ready. You know, it's it takes its time. It um, does indeed. <laughs> and it's by Andre, and, Andre? Andre Tarkovsky. Andre. Andre. And it was made from a, a novel called Roadside Picnic, pretty loosely based from what I read. Um, and Stalker is about the the main character. Um, the hell's his name? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember either. Okay. <laughs> it's the hell with it. Just it. Alexander. It <laughs> Alexander. Well, yeah, that's the actor's name, I think. Oh, right? yeah. You're right. It's just Stalker. Uh, they just call him Stalker, right? They yeah. Professor's Stalker, yeah. Professor, Stalker, Stalker. Right. And the writer's name is Yeah. Yeah, so it's... I'll just do a real brief synopsis. A stalker, a writer, and a professor go into a mysterious zone that only the stalker can get to because there are promises of magical things in this room. If you get to this room, it's really hard to get to this room, but if you do, cool stuff happens. And it's guarded by armed guards and fence. And, uh, you know, so these three guys, it's about these three guys going to this room. Um, it's not really explained why it's, it, it's, uh, thought to be a meteorite that landed originally, but they can't actually find the meteorite. So that's kind of irrelevant. It's just a place with really strange properties that makes people curious. Um, Cohen, you said you're kind of familiar with Tarkovsky. So do you have any thoughts about why it's so slow and, uh, (laughs) well, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like, like, there's a lot of it. The, the pace works in, for me in a lot of ways, but I just didn't know if you had any special insight. Uh, no, other than Russian filmmakers in the 70s made really slow movies. I don't know. Uh, I've seen, I hadn't, I hadn't seen this, but I had always, it always been on my list to see because I had seen Solaris years ago, the both the Russian and the American remake. And I love Solaris a lot. It's also very hmm. slow, but it's far more interesting. Okay. It's got like a lot more going on and it feels far more science fiction-ish than this does. This doesn't feel like science fiction at all. And, yeah. And, um, I mean, I've read Roadside Picnic. It was years ago. I don't remember it well. I remember wow. it, this movie has nothing in common with it other than the title, really. And the words, the zone, and the word stalker. Yeah, and that they, bo- <laughs> they both have, like, armed guards protecting this. Yeah, and that's, that's that's pretty much where the similarities end. Okay. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. I, pro- I think I, I, probably, I probably went through a phase in college or shortly thereafter where... I had read about Solaris, and then I read about Stalker, and I had seen Solaris and liked it, so I read the book and liked it, 
I read Solaris, which is a very good book. And then I read Roadside Picnic, which I liked. And I always meant to watch Stalker, never did. And now I have. Cross that off your list. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I won't say I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. Um, did you enjoy is, any is, of it? I mean, I like some of it. I like the way it looked. I, 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 I like, I often like movies where there are long, slow takes where sort of every shot sort of looks like a painting. Um, I like that for the most part sometimes. And this, I mean, it was something to latch onto. When it's all just like metaphor and philosophy and stuff, I just get a little bored. You know, for a movie, it's not my cup of tea. Hmm. Sam, what do you think? Well, I thought at the beginning, it, I was interested. I really, I really liked the... Um, the imagery i mean these these you know rusted out old tanks and just yeah I, i'm assuming that nothing in this movie was actually planted there like it just <laughs> that they went out and found all this you know it's a low budget movie <laughs> yeah so the fact that in... it all exists that way is pretty interesting like yeah. a, like a really you know a, a glimpse into a place we would normally never see um and i also like the beginning how it starts out is is them taking on i was expecting i thought it was a science fiction movie and i was expecting some sort of payoff that would be more than just the philosophical so that's where that's where it got me is that um i think somewhere around the point where the um where he's laying in the river in the um black dog slash wolf looking dog comes mm-hmm. out like that's where i started to get this feeling like oh you know what there's not gonna be an actual payoff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like as they kept talking more and more because that, that was right at that was right when they had just had this this discussion about why each of them you know what it what it would mean for to be able to go to this room where you're your wish is granted. Um, and we get to learn eventually that it's it's not really the wish you say out loud, but your subconscious wish and what that might mean. Um, but that alone to me isn't enough to, to really pay off 18 hours of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I, I think my, my biggest gripe is that I, you know, there are exceptions to every rule, but in, in, you know, as a general rule, film film is a visual medium, and while this is visually interesting, it's not a visual story. So Steven Spielberg once said he said that um, you know, as a filmmaker, you should be able to screen your film on mute, and the audience should be able, be able to understand what's going on. And this is not one of those movies. So maybe this is the exception to the rule. Um, I suppose. I mean, everybody loves it. I mean, if you look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 100% critics and like 91 audience, which is surprising. Yeah. And it's on all the best of lists. It's on. It's in the Criterion Collection. Right. Um, I think it just it depends said it wasn't, on... What's that? Well, it wasn't well-received when it came out, apparently. I'm or, sure, sure it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but not... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's guess, you know, it's it's just a... It's, I feel like this is terribly guilty of the of failing the show don't tell rule also for sure you know if like if they weren't talking i mean it's just what i said if you mute it you have no idea what's going on you'd be looking at some interesting imagery with no cohesion no clear idea what in the fuck these people are doing or what they are (laughs) to each other you know yeah and 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 there's a and and i really what one thing that really bugs me is the the incessant uh, talking about how dangerous what they're doing is, but we never see any That's, hint of danger. That d- there's that no was, consequences. Yeah, even when they it's break like, the rules. Yep. So that was a little disappointing. That really yeah. stood out to me, and even like the idea that there's landmines and they're throwing a single little nut attached to, a, you know, a cloth to look yeah. for mines. Like, I mean, was about, it was it even mines though? Like I wasn't. I wasn't I don't think so. entirely clear on what it was they were trying to do. Yeah, only the stalker could interpret these readings. Yeah, but yeah. I read somewhere that the book had a nut, the nut on the thing, but it was to see if gravity was normal. Hmm. That makes and sense. I was like, oh, that you know, 
Yeah, that, that tracks. I don't really yeah. remember that from the book at all. I don't remember the book very well. But it would make more sense if we had seen something happen with the nut or, yeah, like you said, some right. consequence. Right, see, they throw it and, and then you see why he's throwing it at least once. I thought there was going to be, it felt like there was a consequence when the professor wanders off. Right. But he's so easily found. Right, with and his bag. Like, huh. He's like, if you go back for your bag, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he does it. He finds his bag. And then they find him. They find and him. He, and he's like, oh, well, how interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is. I think you guys have nailed it. Just like the what, the, what it has going for it doesn't match with what it doesn't have going for it. It doesn't tie. Like, I, my favorite stuff about it is probably the the least movie stuff the philosophical stuff i think i think that's really interesting you know like you know my dinner with andre kind of way you know that's yeah that's the movie that i felt like i was getting handed and i was like well i'm fine with this but what am i watching i'm watching this like tense sort of bizarre um you know uh twilight zone thing happening but but yeah without any any sense of danger other than what he's telling us um, I mean, toward the end, there's a there's an actual bomb, but um, nothing really comes of that. Um, right. So it's that he, it's that just he never sets off. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't like mirror. It doesn't match the the imagery and thoughts of the of what they're saying and the ideas with what we're being shown. Which is, I mean, decidedly low budget, but I mean, there are ways around that, as we know from other movies. There's you, know, you can do a lot of low budget effects that are pretty effective that could have helped somehow. I will say that I, I found the concept of um, the the sort of the philosophical concept that a person doesn't know what their deepest wish is mm-hmm. and how dangerous that concept is when there's a room that grants your deepest wish or whatever, yeah. or, you know, your most, your uh, however they word it. And the idea that, a, that, he, that man is incapable of understanding their own deepest wish. I, like that whole idea was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough to sort of carry a two hour and 45 minute film. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, but I like, you know, there was, there was moments like that, that I, that I appreciated that. I thought that was really interesting. Right. But I, on the I whole, I was kind of, I feel like it wasn't enough to really keep me engaged. I kept checking the time to see how much was left. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the start sets up, I mean, it starts with um, him in a bed with his wife and child and, He's getting up early to go off to the zone and she catches him getting ready and she's like, you're a piece of shit kind of thing. And um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, got to do what I got to do. And he goes off and and it, the like Sam was saying, the imagery is kind of um, interesting. And the, the the monochrome thing is it's like sepia or something when it starts and then it yeah, switches like to color. I, yeah. liked it, I liked it when it switched to color, but then I it confused me after that. Yeah, later I found it a little confusing too. Like, when did he switch? What were the rules for switching back and forth? Well, it should. Uh, what I thought originally is that in the zone is normal color, and out of the zone is that sort of like monochrome sepia shit. Yeah, but that, but later, I, it I wasn't sure if that's what they were adhering to or not. It was hard to tell. Yeah, they. I've, if, from what I remember, they keep switching. Like when the dog shows up, or like they're dreaming, and he's back in monochrome and then he's awake but it, it just doesn't it doesn't fit just doesn't fit neatly yeah because i think at the end it's, it kind of goes back and forth too yeah i don't know if it fish, finishes in color or not but i don't remember anyway there's some interesting choices it's i also found it very interesting that <laughs> they shot almost all of this footage almost the whole movie um with this other uh, DP and they uh, <laughs> lost it. I guess I don't know. They, they just, didn't the really... lab destroyed it. They destroyed yeah, processing. Yeah, because yeah. they were unfamiliar with that. It was a new stock of film, and they were unfamiliar with it. And their processing destroyed it. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and he almost stopped making it. Right? He almost like gave up yeah. on the whole thing. Sure. Um, but eventually got another cinematographer redid it. Um. Yeah, I, I, again, like all the stuff, all the all the imagery, all this, it looks really cool. Like the the way he he shoots the water and the stuff flowing through the water, and just 
I just wish it meant more, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, maybe it does and I'm just not aware of it. I'm, you know, but I, I didn't see any, like, I mean, it just seems to just all atmosphere. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe, I mean, there was a, there was a point when it's, when things start, you know, the closer they get to the room, the more tense it gets. And after a while, you know, like he, the stalker is in the, in, he was leading for the most part. And then he gets in the, in the back and the writer goes first. And the writer's like, why are you making me go first? What the hell? And, um, <laughs> and then there's like an owl or something, a bird that kind of flies past twice. It's like a, like a matrix C thing with a cat almost. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. We're getting somewhere. We're going to like, this is where shit's really going to fall apart. We're going to, some psychological shit's going to happen. You know, things are going to start looking weird. They're going to, they're going to look weird to each other or something, you know, like, I guess that's maybe more modern, you know, stuff that we would expect to see in, in movies, especially horror movies. But even that, like, didn't, it didn't really help because he was, I think the writer was kind of lost. Like he, they couldn't see each other. There was like dunes of sand in between yeah. them. And, mm-hmm. and then they just, again, they just, they just all reconvene and keep going. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, just, do something. <laughs> Do something with the scenery you got here. Yeah. I kept I kept waiting for like a, a twist or or a reversal or, or or I don't know just something that was very that was finally like a sci-fi element. And it and it just never happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I mean I I guess the only payoff that I could see was the very end, the last shot, you know? Yeah. And it's not much of a payoff. And that was also a little out of left field too, though. Yeah. It's like, um, I don't, I mean, we never worry about spoilers, but I don't think anyone's going to, I mean, if you had max and you want to watch it, uh, go ahead and then (laughs) come back because we're going to ruin the very end because the daughter who, was asleep in the beginning and is kind of mentioned as, you know, like part of his reason for doing things and his wife and his wife is obviously very understanding, especially when he comes back and, and, and she's like, Oh, you're back. And, um, you know, she's, she's very patient and loyal to, about this whole thing. And, and she obviously cares about him. Um, but I guess we're supposed to pick up along the way that the room changes you and the zone, well, not just the room, but the zone changes you just being around it can have effects yeah right is that is that what we're supposed to think i guess i mean that's kind of what they say because the payoff is telekinesis <laughs> right i mean yeah. his daughter can move shit with her mind and and that's it was such an underwhelming it was i was like oh cool and i'm like well what does that mean yeah you know i well, was like excited and disappointed at the same time i think it does have meaning i think that that um because, you know, the conversation right before that is he's talking to his wife and he's saying that, you know, there's that we're doomed. There's no hope or faith or, you know, along those lines. Mm-hmm. And that essentially um, he has access to this something that's supposed to be really magical. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like zone. And he but here he brings people who are afraid to use it like no one like they're like like you essentially you don't you know they 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 start off with that life is pretty rough and you get this sense of that from the scenery and and you know his conversation at the beginning and and the way they live they have this thing that's supposed to be super magical and could grant you this wish but they're old enough to understand what that would mean because in a, in a sense adults are jaded or or have you know that even you know his own failure is right is that he should have really wanted to have his brother be brought back to life right yeah but mm-hmm. instead he got a pile of money right yeah, or so. that's the story he told was that yeah because deep down it knew that 
the the thing granting the wish knew that deep down his his real wish was to actually have some more money or or somehow that was more important than having his brother and then he felt this terrible guilt about it afterward mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah so and then he brings these people who are supposed to be smarter than him there you know this guy wants to win a nobel prize and understand what's on he's a scientist and this and this writer who i don't know i didn't like the writer so much but <laughs> they they figure out that well, wait, th- we can't do that because we don't like they don't admit how they know themselves and they're afraid that what they'll get isn't what they right. want, what right. they think they want. Exactly. Right. Yes. But then the girl at the very end after he's, he's we've we've seen that that it can't happen. It can't be, you know, he's he's upset. Humankind's lost. But I might be going out on a stretch here, but it kind of implies that the girl went there and oh, oh, got a match. Well, I'm just making this up based on what I see because she's granted with telekinesis. Like if you're a pure innocent person, what, you know, that's a child. It's I not, thought, it's, it's not I thought he took his family there to basically stay. Well, Wait. wherever they're living is near the edge of it. But I'm saying this girl is granted the yeah. power of telekinesis. Right. She is the future. She is humanity to change. Mm-hmm. So people can have that. So it's not, so he might feel like they're doomed, but that is the future of mankind. And I don't know, if, and I'm assuming she got it from the zone that her, her wish as a pure person was something that wasn't harmful, something that could benefit and maybe we have to discuss how telekinesis benefits the world but but i think that it was showing that unknowing to him there actually is it's it's not yeah. hopeless yeah i i agree with, with that with what you just said that that is that's the the hopeful twist that we're supposed to see but i i'm not sure that it because she's a cripple and she has special powers and None of that is explained, but, you know, we learned a lot of stuff along the way. And it seemed like they, because he was there, like, you know, there were strange effects. I thought maybe, and he, and he, he mentions years, like 20 years or something of going there. Mm-hmm. Um, so his daughter's not that old. So I, th- my assumption was that he was affected biologically and his offspring was affected in that way. You know, obviously he didn't know, he doesn't know about telekinesis, but he knows that she's, she's not, um, healthy. Um, but he never attributes that to the the zone. He, he only attributes good things to the zone. Well, kind of, <laughs> cause then he goes on about unhappiness as well. You know, like that you, you can't be happy here. You know, there's that whole weird angle, you know, he's, but I, I, I wasn't sure if, if they actually went there. I think the wife mentions she, she would go with him. But that's also when they're like, oh, you know, nobody's fit. Humankind's not fit. These people aren't fit to appreciate this or to benefit from this. And But I guess it's debatable whether, you know, she actually had to go in the, into the zone or not. Maybe it's not important. I don't, I don't, I don't think it changes the, the ending per se. Except maybe whether he knows about it or not. I don't know. I don't I mean, think he knows about it. He doesn't know. Well, yeah, he certainly doesn't know about the powers, but he doesn't think about like what this is doing to his family because he would have stopped at some point. He's he's obsessed with this place. Um, you know, based on what he says throughout the movie, it, this place is important to him. It's special. It it he's, he's at one point he says his whole life is there. So that's that sort of thing. You know, like he it gives his life meaning, and yet he can't seem to like benefit from it other than just earning a few bucks, taking people there. I was confused about like, you know, what, what did, yeah. I mean, I think Sam, you said like no one really goes in the room. Like did other people, did anyone ever go in the room except for porcupine, except for his predecessor? We're, we're not really told about anyone else going in the room. We're just told about all these people that died trying. Um, there is a body or two here and there. 
of kind of decomposing people, but it's also not like littered with people everywhere. It's, it's like, it's hard to say if he does this a couple times a year, if he does, you know, how, how much I, that was one thing I was puzzled with at the end is just like, why hasn't more of this occurred to him before, you know, especially the people stuff. He's so obsessed with what they do. The writer and the professor like are, you know, that he was trying to make sure they were worthy. And then at some point the writer's like, you're not a very good judge of character, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because yeah, I don't know. Like other than money, why, what, how do you decide who you take and who you don't? He didn't, he rejected, um, that woman in the beginning, I think, right. There's a kind of a, a woman talking to the writer, which he says, you know, he has all this fame and money and stuff and he doesn't really even like writing very much, which is weird. But there's a woman and she's like, Hey, can I go? And, and they're like, nah, get out of here. So that, that was, I guess the only example we have of him being selective or, you know, them or him guarding this secret. Um, and as for like, why, <laughs> why, you know, how do you get in there? I mean, they're, yeah, they, that was probably the most exciting part of the whole movie is when they're getting shot at and they're sneaking around. <laughs> yeah. And then, so you're like, okay, well, damn, there must be some real shit going on inside the zone. As soon as they get inside the zone and get yeah. on this little handcart, it's dead quiet. Nobody's there. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, and I think he we... said the soldiers were afraid to go in there. Right. Which, which, you know, that gives us the, you know, that helps because you're like, okay, well, they're protecting it, but they don't know why they're protecting it. They don't want anything to do with it. But I mean, well, I'm assuming that, that's the government. Is that the government that was protecting it? Must have been, right? Yeah, yeah. There was one more little continuity problem with that too, is because they go in there and he puts that cart, he turns it back on and sends it away, sends it back. When He's, when they get in, yeah, he he says. No one ever comes back the same way. No one ever go- takes the same way, and you don't come back. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, well, I get back pretty darn easily. Yeah, easily, <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yes. Um, the room itself is in a creepy sort of building, but even yeah. though it looks really close. They have to decide. They have to figure out this way of getting in, and it's like going under underground and you know, to kind of around and through and stuff. Instead of like just walking straight to this thing and, and walking into it, it's just it's not that easy. But again, there's not there's not a whole lot. I mean, there's it's like there's too much explanation and not enough at the same time. It's like he's talk he's constantly talking about what you have to do, what the, what, what it all means, what the zone is. And, you know, and then he's, but he's never, I mean, even by the end they're they're the writer and the professor are kind of exhausted with him. And they're like, okay, well, but then they're just exhausted period because they sort of realize they've talked themselves through it as well. The writer, why, why doesn't the writer go in? I can't really remember that. He doesn't have yeah, a real reason. I don't right? recall either. I think he just... I he was the he one who decided. figures it out, right? He's the one who figures out that he's... he's. It's not going to give you what you think you're asking for. And that's what makes him afraid. Oh, right. Okay. He's the okay. one who, who's, who, who yells at him. Because he, he, he asked him the question um, where he asked... He figures out that the stalker, you know, had experienced it. And then he... You know, he's, well, he yells a lot of his lines, it seems like, but I think he figures out that you can't go in and expect to get what you thought you were going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's just, he just decided it's, that it's not going to work. So what, why do it? And the scientist with the bomb I mean, there's a there's a phone that rings, which is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he talks to somebody and tells them he's there. And I wasn't sure if we're supposed to think that's real or if that's, you know, I guess it's possible that could be. But like, how how would he, how would that happen? How would that phone call come about? It doesn't make much sense. 
Yeah. At any rate, he he is supposed to, he has a bomb that he um you know puts some plutonium or some damn thing in the middle of it that he had in his pocket and he assembles it and explains what he's what he's there to do. Um and then I don't know if it's after what the writer says his piece, but at some point he's like, yeah, well, I'm, I don't have the heart to go with go through with this, and he just assembles the bomb and throws the pieces away. But at least his his motivations are the clearest of the bunch, I think. Maybe. Well, would you want to go into the room? That's a good question. Um, I mean, if I if I followed this stalker guy through it and he was telling me all this stuff, I think. What again? What would have been clearer is if there was some like psychological torture or you know some some break that happened so that you could at least see this place isn't normal for yourself. I mean, there was there's um, I think the first time the writer goes you know off on his own, he's like, okay, I'm here, I go, and then he hears something, and it's like he just thought he heard someone say stop. And he turns around and he's like, hey, who told me to stop? And he's like, no one no one told you to stop. And then the stalker was like, well, you, apparently you told yourself, you know, I was, yeah, I was lucky. I mean, it's, it's more, it's, it's said better than that, obviously. But <laughs> there's like, you know, there's like little um, trial and error happening the whole time. But again, nothing to like. I think more characters might have helped because then we could, if we could see someone else go a little crazy or, or die or, or just get lost, I thought the professor was going to be that, but yeah, I was missing that. Wait, did you actually answer my question? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) What was your question? Would you go in the room? Oh yeah. I was dancing around. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think if I, if I mean, I guess the whole point is knowing yourself, but um, I would imagine that if I went through all that trouble just to get there and I wasn't sure, you know, I would ever get back or if it really mattered to get there, I would, I you know, maybe it's just being a completionist or something. Yeah, let's let's go in there and find out. It's It reminds me of like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something like, oh, you know, they got this special thing but you can't do anything with it and you know the people that are brave enough to or stupid enough to try meet some horrible fate we just never get to see anybody's face melting off so it's kind of like we have to we have to do more work ourselves on what this means and and again i I still think that a lot of the the dialogue is really interesting in the way it talks about motivations and Cohen was said the same stuff like that that stuff it was really appealing but it as far as the movie goes it doesn't really inform me as the viewer trying to figure out what's going on it raises more questions than it answers but I mean that's not to say I mean I don't think I mean I found it slow for sure um, but I didn't not like it it's just that I just wanted wanted it to be just like 10 15 percent better (laughs) because i think it was i think it's pretty good i still i i still think it's like a movie that you will probably never be made again you know not just because not the 70s but just because people don't go to the movies to see stuff like this and i kind of think that's a shame because there are certain movies every once in a while i watch a movie like this, but maybe like, you know, has a satisfying finish or has a, has a clearer theme or, or message or something. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's, you know, I really enjoyed that. And I think about it from time to time. And this one's more, I mean, this one seemed to be like trying to, (laughs) it's so Russian. It's so like, (laughs) it's so like, uh, what is, what is the meaning of life? Oh, suffering. Oh, and and all that stuff is is good. Again, it's we're not talking about fit it on the roof here. But we're, it's it's just that there, you know, we we need some more real world. It needs to be more grounded for for most people to to really uh, appreciate it or or feel something. 
Yeah, I think you, I mean, I think that's, I think you kind of nailed it in the head there. Um, the, you know, when I was trying to, I was reading about this film, see, see like, okay, what are the things that I'm not seeing here that, that with a little help would have been a little easier to see or made me, made me care more and yeah. like, this is a really bad example but life of pi mm. which is like the like the super easy version in some ways of kind of understanding the story going on is you know the the movie that you're watching isn't is is a made up version of the story mm-hmm. and in this one this is this is a story that's going on but it's it's almost like a combination of of religion and philosophy where where how do you find happiness how do you how do you go through life and and you can say that that these people have to do things throughout the movie that they need to sacrifice their ego and overcome fears you know and and, and things like that um and you also look at the the characters themselves you're like okay what what are the ways in which you we make sense of the world you know historically like we have the professor who's science the the writer you know from an art standpoint a feeling standpoint and the stalker who you know as it evolves clearly represents a faith you know mm-hmm. um so you have these you have these these people coming from three different three different directions who are all trying to find the same thing which is is to in essence, make themselves happier. Um, but then at their same time, they're, you know, we're always taught to enjoy the journey. They don't seem like they're enjoying it at all. Um, and when they get close to being in the end, they're, they're, they can't, they're afraid of themselves to, you know, actually take that final step. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Like I think it's this is one of those movies that if it was paired with a philosophy class, you know, back in college, I probably would have been like, okay, there's a lot of genius things going on here, and forgiven the fact that that the you know the way it pans out and pays off isn't isn't there in the in the same way. Hmm. Right. I like your I like your comparison with Life of Pi because. It has good visuals, it ha- it's it's full of metaphor, but ultimately is is down to you to decide what what it means. Right. Well, it's not. It's it's it has the visuals and the metaphors, but it's not really teaching you this, the, trying to make you think the same way this is. Whereas I, I really think he was trying to make you think about life. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's you. you you can't pick up Siddhartha expecting to read an adventure. You know, and that's, and that's kind of what I, what I felt like I was going into. Cause I would hear this is one of the great sci-fi movies. You know, that's, that was yeah. one of the things that, that really threw me for a loop as I'm kept waiting for this to pay off. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not, it's one of the great philosophy movies. Yeah. It says art sci-fi, but you're, you're right. It's, it's, it's a pretty, pretty distant cousin to what we think of as sci-fi these days. Yeah, for for the most part, I don't. Know, I mean, which is the combination of the two is probably why it will never be remade or anything like it, exactly made. Mm-hmm. Because today's audience definitely needs there to be real danger in getting there. The dog coming back, I su- I suppose mean something else as well because the you know the stalker is kind of resigned to okay i'm not going to get any joy out of this i don't even know if i can do this anymore um yet at the same time he's it's really the only thing in his life that has any value and so he's kind of coming to grips with that but he gets this dog he doesn't really even acknowledge that you know this dog followed them back but it's a nice sort of connection or some it's it's a nice like other than his you know the, the thing with his daughter at the end it, it's a, it's something that says okay well 
you know, it wasn't all for nothing. <laughs> um, but I, I'm still, yeah, I'm still like curious about what he in specific. I mean, I think, I think he, I mean, Sam, you don't like the writer. I, he's pretty disagreeable in general. He's just kind of curmudgeonly and doesn't, not sure why he's there. And then it kind of admits to being kind of a piece of shit. Not ex- <laughs> He doesn't really say why, but, um, and then the scientist is the scientist. He's pretty straightforward, but the stalker is like, you know, the, you know, obviously he's the title character, but he's, but he, his experience is supposed to, you know, represent something for us, I guess. I don't, I don't really, I mean, he, he, I thought it was interesting that his wife was so different when he came back. I'm not sure why. I mean, I, I, maybe she just pleased that he came back at all. I assume it's like going to war and, you know, she knew he's going in again and she's, a, she's worried about him, apprehensive. And then she, he comes back and she's like, oh, you're back. Everything's fine. We're going to be great. Um, but I mean, why, why does she put up with all that? Why did she put up with this? Because they make a living at it? I don't think that's, I think because she knows it's important to him. But if he's but if he's truly giving up on this, I don't know if he's. I mean, if there was if there was going to be a sequel, which there won't be, but if you were to write a sequel, it would be what happens with the girl and with him after the, you know, like they have to move. Something something has to happen to further that their their family storyline. It wouldn't be about the zone, that's for sure. You wouldn't go back to the zone in a sequel, unless you did it these days and it would be terrible because that's how we do sequels these days it's just rehash but yeah I mean it's not that I care about like what happens to them it's just that I want to know why he didn't figure out any of this before why this trip was so special I guess that's what the overriding frustration for me is like I want to see why this trip changed everything yeah I mean I I like the, the porcupine explanation I like to know, you know, we got to sort of separate fact from fiction there, right? Because we got to know why did Porcupine kill himself? Um, and he was the first, he was the first person to ever do this. And then Stalker, he, he says Porcupine was known as teacher and he taught us the ways, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't really speak of other people, anyone else. There's no other example of anyone who's come back. Or like, why are they? Why are they all afraid? I mean, from this one story. I mean, does everyone know this one story that about this one guy who came back and 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 that's why they're afraid of it, or are they, or is there something else that we're not seeing? Like, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm barking up a a dead tree here. <laughs> Cohen, why did you like Solaris so much? I've I've I watched a little bit of the original just before this started, and it was the same pace. It is similar pace, like? but uh, I don't know. Just like thematically, I found it a little more interesting, and sort of the the sci-fi elements slowly reveal themselves, and then there is sort of a a revelation at the end that is really interesting. And it's actually uh, in space, right? I mean, that's yeah, it is. Yes, they're in orbit out, uh, around a, a planet called Solaris. That appears to be all water, I think, if I remember right. And weird shit happens on the space station, and a guy is sent to investigate to try and figure out what's going on. So it's it's more sci-fi. It's more yeah, you know, people uncovering a mystery, and there's actually yes. a, a mystery to uncover. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Like, there's you don't get you still don't get to know exactly what the zone is yeah 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 stalker is just it's all sort of ideas with no plot really and solaris at least incorporates a, a tangible plot with goals you know and like uh like a story <laughs> uh it's good i recommend it the Clooney the remake is okay. The 
Soderbergh Clooney version. It's all right, but the, I think the Russian version's better. And he, what's interesting about Tarkovsky is that he died, um, what, 86, I think. And he, well, he, the, so this found scenery that Sam was talking about, it's, it's mostly in Estonia. One of them, uh, the river was downstream from a chemical factory with all this nasty stuff in it. And multiple people had serious health problems after making this movie. It's crazy. And it's assumed that Tarkovsky died because of something, that, you know, cancer or something, which is, you know, yeah. Well, three three people all had the same kind of rareish cancer, I believe. Right. It was a little vague, but yeah, there was. It was definitely, you know, the consensus was that people got messed up making this movie because of all the the crap in the in the environment. Yeah, I love you know that scenery has the Chernobyl look uh, years before it happened. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting. A lot of people kind of forget that, and you'll see mistaken. Uh, they'll mistakenly say that this is set at Chernobyl or after Chernobyl, mm-hmm. but it was years before it. But it was in an area where there was a nuclear accident in 1957. Yeah. Oh, well, I also thought it was very interesting that this has ties to Burning Man. Did you read that stuff? Oh, yeah. So, that was yeah. Did you, I mean, I don't I'm not familiar with the cacophony society, but that they did. A, I, from what I read, like they did a zone trip. So they even called it after, you know, this movie, basically zone trip. One was going down to like Covina somewhere in California um, with certain rules. And and he, and the guy that came up with that drew a line in the sand and then told people to step over it. And now you're, you know, you're in this new place to think about things differently to, uh, you know, a place apart where you, where you could not know, you know, you know, not have your bearings and sort of rediscover yourself or your surroundings, something like that. And then by the time Burning Man started, in 1990 that was zone trip number four so it was really an extension of this this little thought which came from this movie it's it's i mean it's it's a little simplification but it's kind of crazy isn't it i mean this festival that's that's been going for years and i don't even know how many how many how many people go these days Eighty thousand, seventy thousand. <laughs> it's insane they go yeah. out and, i mean if you've never heard of um burning man just just google it you'll find more than, more than you want to probably but um it's 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 a countercultural festival and that initial idea being somehow related to this movie was like whoa that's that's bizarre i don't i found that pretty interesting but then i'm a nerd so you know nerd <laughs> nerd do you want to know what we're doing next i do yes so, so and when you there, there. At the very beginning, you said that this movie was 1978, but it's actually so long that it was released in 1979. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I am going to stick with the same year. Oh, yeah, 1979, hmm. huh? Yeah, but I'm going to go at the other end of the spectrum. Like if this is like philosophy and serious and long <laughs> I'm going to go the exact opposite way hmm not long yeah aliens pretty long uh let's see you want if I give you the director it'll probably give it away if I give you the star it'll probably give you away is it if Jaws I, if I say it has <laughs> no M. Emmett Walsh in it ooh <laughs> as a as a triple up or quadruple up wherever we are yeah, with him think, yeah uh with a uh, sniper rifle that might oh, be the way to <laughs> it's the jerk yeah. <laughs> i knew it'd take you two seconds <laughs> die milk pumper <laughs> whatever it is he hates those games gas pumper <laughs> sweet that is totally the opposite of this movie yes yeah but same here so i couldn't resist <laughs> oh jeez. 
Uh, looks like it's on Netflix. Yeah, it is. That's cool. It's free. Free. It's for people who pay for Netflix. <laughs> also very philosophical. In yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. highbrow shit. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're nothing if comic not... relief. Yeah, we, we need a... We need a shot of adrenaline or something after this one. No doubt. Yet, this was our best review. Oh, I oh know. undoubtedly. Everything else paled in comparison. It's a strange paradox. We're spinning straw on a gold here, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're done a little early. You guys want to talk about anything else? <laughs> no. I'm no, exhausted. Okay. <laughs> it's always exhausting yeah i mean i will say and i i was listening to our last episode to uh, for some reason i don't know and cohen's shock at my pick i would i mean at this point you really can't be shocked because i'm doing i'm this has become my thing but at the same time like i realize and you've said this before like that the best you know or what we what you like to think of, of is is a movie that we've probably seen before and we're seeing, we're we're bringing it back up so we can see how we feel about it again, versus you know something obscure which we have we have no frame of reference or, you know we didn't see it back in the day and we didn't we had no thoughts about about it whatsoever. But I would say that this movie, I mean, if this is if this is the worst movie I pick, then I'm doing okay. No, this, this is this not isn't, terrible. No, it's not the worst movie you've picked. Well, we know it's not. <laughs> not well, I like that you this is my bar. We haven't seen before. Yeah, this is my bar for for bizarre picks. Is is a movie like this? It might take you out of your comfort zone, make you think a little bit, probably leave you confused. But you know, hey, at least you've seen it. <laughs> How's that for an endorsement? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. But it's not the jerk either, so. Well, next week's the jerk. Yeah, next week's the jerk. There's room for everyone. Indeed. Including you, listeners. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. There it is. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) That's me, Danya. That's the film with your brains. Just talking about this movie just puts me to sleep.